take you wonder by wonder Over sideways and under On a magic carpet ride A whole new world A new fantastic point of view No one to tell us no Or where to go Or say we're only dreaming A whole new Welcome back to the Browned Out Podcast. I am Peter Moses in Los Angeles. I am Gates Merriman in Chicago. A whole and new world, Gates. The Browns since, are tight. Not since the the halcyon days of Jake DeLome have we flown so high. <laughs> and that was barely getting off the ground. Yeah, barely, and then like injuring your ankle or something like that. <laughs> Landing in the arms of a defender. We are in completely unprecedented territory. The point of this podcast was not to celebrate two victories in a row. This is a podcast about the Cleveland Browns. It is. It is. But um, the Cleveland Browns don't often do the things that they've been doing recently. So I'm feeling celebratory. Yeah. Yes, you should. I was legitimately bored in the second half of that game on Sunday. Yeah, I, it, it's something that we haven't experienced. So the last time we took a lead like that, they were saying it was 1991. In the fall of 1991, I was three. You yep. may have just turned four. I so. was, yeah, three, almost four at that time. So you probably remember it, but I was too young. Do I remember it well? I am imagining Bernie Kosar was there. Um, I think so. Also 10 other players on the field and uh, Bill Belichick. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yep. Several Super Bowl wins yep. for our head coach. Yep. We did it. We did it. We did you know, it. It's, it's, it was weird as hell. I don't feel like even Freddie Kitchens and, like, I feel like Greg Williams, we can get into him later, is prepared for every situation. He's the opposite of Hugh Jackson, where Hugh Jackson is caught off guard by everything that's ever happened to him while he's coaching a football game. But, yeah, including Demarius Randall handing him a football. Who's just oh, like, my oh, God. Wonderful. <laughs> Demarius Randall should never purchase another drink in Cleveland after that. No, that it was, was absolutely epic. One of the most cathartic things. I've ever experienced it, and I was, like, on my couch 3,000 miles away. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was wild. But I don't think Greg Williams or Freddie, um, my man Kitchens, were prepared to be up 35-7 to 7 at any point in that game. And they just were like, I guess we just run now? Like they didn't. Yeah, I don't Baker think anyone threw, knew like, what to do. Four passes in the second half, and we we obviously didn't do much. And then like the the old the fear of what might happen kind of started to set in there in the fourth quarter. Understandably, given our history over the last thirty years, but like yeah, we just we just fucking stomped them. It was not only bizarre. have we had two games. <laughs> yes, it was bizarre. This is also our second game in a row where we've lined up in victory formation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is just a, a, another level that we're not sweating it out by like a field goal or like a missed field goal. It That's is... got to be the majority of the wins that we've had. Is oh, like, yeah, just like garbage, like win ugly or like win in spite of ourselves. Like it's we haven't had just a, a convincing wire to wire win like this or like these two wins because the Falcons game was the same thing in like fucking forever. Yeah, it's been really. It's been really fucking nice. Um, Yeah, yeah, it's fun. This is fun. It's really fun. It's way more fun than what we were doing before. And it, it, I like, 
there's no way Greg Williams is all that good of a coach. I think he's doing a good job. I'm not saying that, but there's, it's not like, I think it all just, just shows us how absolutely horrible Hugh Jackson was. I know that press conferences mean nothing. Hmm. So I'm just going to preface the point I'm going to make with like a little point that it's, it's a, it's a stupid point, but I'm still going to say it. Yeah. Oh, you got to. Greg Williams seems like a guy arrogant or really arrogant who just is interested in details. Mm-hmm. He seems like someone who, even though he talks and doesn't really say anything, is interested in specifics of anything that he's doing. Hugh, Hugh Jackson, Jackson he was not a in, specifics guy. He was a, he was a platitudes sort of guy. Loved a good platitude. Loved to um, <laughs> just say almost absolutely nothing, but say it over and over again. And, and more also than anything, say it, love to lose. But Hugh also would say it with this bravado of, like, you don't see what I see. Yeah. Which is the most obnoxious tone you can possibly take, especially when saying nothing. Yeah, and especially when, like, you're doing your job as poorly as anyone's ever done it. Ever. Like, one other person was worse than you. Yeah, in the 30s. (laughs) And I don't want to make this all about Hugh Jackson, but good God, he, I mean, that was so nice that we could come off that win and um, against the Falcons, have our bye week, and then just just absolutely smoke them. It's hard not to make it about Hugh Jackson, though, because this whole season still feels like it's like he's hanging over this team, even in their success. Big time, because now we're entering, like, we're still in the graphics for in the hunt in the AFC playoff picture, and it's impossible not to think every single time about, like, where we would be in that picture if Hugh Jackson hadn't been our coach for eight games. Here's a basic thing he could have done. Found a kicker who wasn't hurt to go down to New Orleans. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Poor Zane Gonzalez is like, you want me to do what now? <laughs> like, I'm not going to be able to hit this game-winning field goal, my friends. And How about, Hugh Jackson's and like, this, ah. This isn't even in-game coach stuff. How about uh, give Baker a first-team snap in preseason? A first-team snap. It's so upsetting because we basically, like, had to sacrifice the season. Like, I mean, as we said, we're making the playoffs, so it'll all work out just fine. But, 100%. But we're going to have to squeak in in a much um, less comfortable way than we would have. Another Brownsian dilemma that we're going to have to deal with because we're <laughs> making the playoffs is how we're going to have to convince ourselves that John Dorsey should not bring back Greg Williams and Freddie Kitchens. Dude, I love Freddie. And, I, and yeah, I love Greg, like, at least as as our defensive coordinator, right? Like, we have a pretty good thing going. We fuck up sometimes, but I, I don't really want to start from scratch with our defense. But if you're Greg Williams and you go, right now so far he's 2-1, and one. And we've got, what, five more games? Yeah, so he'll finish 7-1 and one and then two <laughs> so, playoff okay. victories and a Super Bowl because, loss. So after he wins, so after he wins uh, the conference championship and we lose in sure. the Super Bowl, <laughs> you know, just talking rationally here. Right, right, right. Yeah, trying to chart it out. He's going to – he's got to – right, he's got to be considered more seriously for a head coaching job. Like this is his, like, rehabilitation from everyone just thinking him as Bounty Gate guy. I There's agree. no way he's coming back to be defensive coordinator. I wouldn't think so. I mean, you have to pay him a lot more. And then, yeah, that would be like, I, I, I think he's he's like a, a, 
a bit of an egomaniac or a bit like of a, I don't know. I don't know if basically what I'm trying to say is I don't think he could handle it ego-wise to just be like, I led this team to kind of unprecedented success, but now I'm just going to take a backseat to like Bruce Arians or or like a, some dude out of college. Yeah, but it would I be good for continuity. It would be good. I don't, I mean, it's, I mean, I guess like continuity is not the biggest thing, but like the defense has been the best part the whole time. Also, like we stopped getting penalties. That's what's, I mean, to go back to Hugh, like the, I think one of the more damning things about Hugh is that not only are we just playing better, which like maybe if you wanted to be kind to Hugh, you could chalk up to just like it's later in the season and Baker's found his footing and like everyone's, you know, settled in a little bit, but way fewer penalties, like fewer drops, like no more gigantic special teams fuck ups. It's just, it's in every phase, everything that we're doing is better. Whatever Greg Williams is saying or doing, it's got people like Antonio Callaway and David Njoku believing in themselves in a way that I never saw them, like, acting like under Hugh Jackson. I know. Like, what could he possibly be doing in the locker room? And what was Hugh doing before? Was Hugh just like, eh, see how it goes out there. Just like, I don't know. I could run around for Turns a little Turns out while. when your number one objective as a head coach is to just be friends with everybody, your team's probably going to suck balls. Yeah, and like and promote yourself. You're you're not going to do all that well. Ah, fuck that guy. All right. Yeah, fuck him. It's been it's been really uh nice to continue to shit on him because I feel like he deserves it and it makes us happy. Yep, agreed. Big time. If you're Marvin Lewis, Are you asking Mike Brown to fire you if you bring Hugh Jackson onto the sidelines in Cleveland in, like, three weeks? I mean, if that's the case, it says a lot about Mike Brown, though, if he would— Who's—someone's going to hire Hugh Jackson as a head coach? As anything? Yeah. Yeah, I don't—I don't know what that is. I—I—like, I'm—I don't—look, I want it to happen because I feel like it would be insane, but almost, like— looking at a car crash, I don't want Hugh Jackson to go back into our stadium on the Bengals sideline when they've lost six in a row at that point and we're yeah, on the way ugly. to the playoffs. I do feel like he's just sort of like a broken man. Like, I, I feel like he's just completely lost, like, the connection with the man that he was before when he was actually a pretty good offensive coordinator. He's wow. just nothing. It like, is wild. It's, it's like Conan. Weird. He's like Conan when he lost the Tonight Show. If the Tonight Show was a football team that got three wins over like three years. Yeah. If um, if over the course of three years, every time that Conan went out there, he just like tripped over his own shoelaces and <laughs> broke his nose night after night. <laughs> every single time. <laughs> every single night. And they just had to cut to commercial. <laughs> but so okay, so yeah, where do we stand for, now? For like hour. we. <laughs> just like oh god the bleeding won't stop what do we what do we do now peter i don't so this is fun here's what's worrying me a little bit now we have to like we we hit a good skid or i mean a good um a good run of like bad defenses right at the right time so we could get some confidence sure going which is good i mean and you only play who you play like a million different times we've played bad defenses and looked terrible and lost so like, I'm not going to fault us for that, but I'm a little afraid of J.J. Watt coming up next week against Chris sure. Hubbard. 
Oh, here's what shout I'll say. out to I'm Greg, glad Con- Greg, Greg Robinson, Robinson is playing. What? Where did yeah. he come from? Uh, turns out that like being the first round pick, you're probably still really good at football, even if you were in the wrong like scene, like the wrong scenario. I it's heard this too. On... How much different our line looks versus like that Pittsburgh game where things, you know, the one that got Hugh and, and Todd Haley fired. Like, whoa. Whoa. Greg Robinson's only like 25 years old, too. He's mm-hmm. really, f- or maybe 26. And I think that's like a year like older than four. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, this is, all, like, all he has to do is, he doesn't even have to, like, beat, or, like, Watt or Clowney every time. Just has to like do enough, and he's clearly so much more experienced at dealing with those people than Harrison, which makes Baker like. I mean, we haven't even talked about Baker. He's so fucking good, man. It's so fucking weird. Like it's he so gives weird. me a fucking boner the whole game. <laughs> like, it, I'm always about to call you if the game takes more than four hours because this thing ain't going away. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have to get that thing drained not in like the fun way either (laughs) (laughs) um baker is it's it's truly bizarre we've never seen anything even close to it he's so competent not even competent he's just great so great he's like really really fucking good and nick chubb's amazing and like we've got guys coming along and we've got a ton of cap space to pick people up after our playoff run this season it's it's the future has literally never been brighter, and I I shudder to think what could go wrong at this point. I mean, so many things could go wrong, but he literally fucking looks like Drew Brees. Yeah. Like, we all like, thought he was going to be Johnny, but he moves around in the pocket. He, ex- I mean, Drew Brees is, like, a little bit more contained in the pocket because at this point he's just getting everything off, like, immediately. Mm-hmm. But Baker just moves like a real quarterback. It's like... Yeah. And I don't. Just, like, I just only know how to, to see that in other. To go. Oh, like he has like such a good arm. It's so amazing. It's so amazing. And he's like funny, and like a little bit of a dick, but still like everyone wants to run into traffic for him. I know it's it's incredible. Like his everything you read about him in the locker room. It's like it's he is as advertised. Or he is like the best case scenario of drafting him, but better it was like all the things you would hope that you would get but weren't totally sure you got him and and more because he also just so happened to like come on to you know break into to being the browns quarterback in like the most dramatic way possible and like win everybody's hearts and minds and it's just it's outstanding how well this has worked out top five nfl quarterback last three weeks and he's also like basically now positioned himself as like the ouster of Hugh Jackson. Not that he was like responsible for his firing, but not only do we get to love Baker Mayfield, we also get to love Baker Mayfield partly because of how much he hates Hugh Jackson like on our behalf. He's doing everything right. It's really amazing how him like commenting on fucking Instagrams about Hugh Jackson and like kind of ragging on Todd Haley. Yeah. Just uh and like how the whole city just riles everybody up. It just gives everybody what they want. And, you were uh, you were in Cleveland recently. Do you feel like there was a palpable thrill over the the Browns? Listen, it was fucking crazy. They didn't play while I was there because of the bye week, but you would not believe how much fucking swag was in that city for a three six and one football team. <laughs> everybody was decked out in Browns gear. Everyone. It was insane. My fucking Uber drivers, like, uh, 
just everyone. Everyone had Browns gear. Um, well, this is like so. What's so weird about it? We've all we've wondered our whole lives, and like more every year, we wonder like what would it actually be like if we were good? And, and as you said, we're four, six, and one. It's not. It's not like we're leading the division. But um, Truly's laughing. I don't give a she doesn't understand. flying. Sh- <laughs> I don't give a flying shit about Lamar Jackson's potential moving forward. We are if we do nothing. This like if we forget to draft and sign people during free agency, we are we should be the second best team in our division next year. Yeah, no, I, I, that's not even that's not hyperbolic in any way. I could not agree more. I think we're like we could not be more perfectly set up, along with just yeah the, I mean the Bengals are like falling apart. They're they're. Like one gust of wind from the whole thing just crumbling, or that's that's not an expression. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> you know, they're a gust of wind from the whole thing crumbling. I sound like Jason. You mean Whitten like they're right a house of I cards? I should be a Monday Night Football. Yeah, that's that would be better. The House of Cards, just waiting to to. I don't know what happens to a House of Cards. Does it crumble? Not really. Cards don't crumble. They flitter, just fall down. flitter to the ground. Just fall. Okay. Collapse. At least you're finishing the end of your thoughts instead of Jason Witten, who just bails on them halfway through. I gotta say, picks I'm, a new one. I'm like, loving no one will hear him. Monday Night Football, just to like, I I feel so bad for him. He's so in over his head, but he's getting paid a lot of money to do it. Um, but holy shit, he's really, 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 really bad at that. The only thing that could make this just all better one is if they put test guys. Like, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Is if they they put you in there instead. <laughs> Going with a relative unknown here, uh, Peter <laughs> Moses. <laughs> like, all right, ass clowns, let's do this shit. And we're done. He's done. Back That'd to Jason Witten. Obviously, you would be my top pick, but um, Joe Thomas getting in there would be outstanding. Like, you listen I to mean, the Tomahawk, you see him on, on uh, his TV appearances. He's, he's such a natural. And he has a good time, and he's got so like good. a sense of humor. So, so, so good. But I yeah. hope that selfishly he just keeps doing Cleveland media because it seems like he can like kind of do whatever he wants anyways. And it's way less time commitment than like yeah, that, that's true. Rushing that's... around the country for like a quarter of the year. No, that's a very good point. Um, but yeah, he's, he's awesome. Cleveland treasure and has like transitioned very well from being like a, a hero on the field to just like, he he's like Mr. Cleveland and just doesn't give a fuck anymore. And he's like, Hey, I did my part. Screw the rest of you guys. It's fine. I'm rich. It is also great how all in he is on the team being awesome, too. Mm-hmm. It kind of, it's just fun. It's just fun. He's a good dude. Yeah, he's not like bummed that he is missed out on it. Or yeah, so all like you that. people like, listening to this, for sure, be, you know, check out the Tomahawk podcast because they need your help. Yeah, yeah. Um, tell <laughs> them you were referred to by us. Give it a little listen. Rate five stars if you like it. Um, where was I going with, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, so as you say, the... The, the Browns' window's looking pretty good. Bengals are whatever the fuck I said about them. The Ravens, this Lamar Jackson thing, I'm, I'm not buying it for a second. He's like, I mean, what, what's he getting hit like 20 times a game right now? And he's not a big build. And like, literally Kevin Hogan did these exact same things that he's doing. Every time he completes a pass, everyone freaks out like, he's doing it with his arm now. It's like, yeah, he's a first round draft good pick. Good for you with your... Be. Good for you with your uh, cross race comparison. I, you're, uh, yeah, I hey, you're the first person in America to be like 
Very Kevin Hogan like of you. <laughs> I mean, that's what we're all thinking. I'm just the only one brave enough to say it. He reminds yep. us of Kevin Hogan. We all wake up every morning just putting on our pants, wondering how we can all be a little bit more like Kevin Hogan. Yep, that's exactly right. But that's, I mean, that's like basically the level of play that they're coming to right now. And they, you know, uh, they they faced like two terrible teams the last two weeks in one, so I can't fault them because we did a similar thing. But anyway, my point is I don't think... I don't remember the last time... Well, okay, yes, obviously. But I think before we get there, I don't think... I remember walking into a uh, like the leader of a division's house, like we're about to with the Texans, and feel like we could win. I don't think we will win, but we could. Like it wouldn't shock you if you won. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be like unspeakable if we won, which has been the case like the last several years. It would. I mean, for such a long time, if we won a game like this coming Sunday, it would just be like, what the hell happened to the Texans? Rather than like. Oh my God! We actually have a good football like take team. Take the Browns seriously. It's reasonable that we won that game. Exactly. Yeah. I would Which really, really like I mean, that game. that's the thing. The season really comes like this is a, just a different season of how much more we're talking about you. If we find a win to win this, heaven forbid, this Texans game and this fucking Panthers game, and we're sitting <sighs> at six, six and one, like, uh, break the glass. It's time. Yeah, I like I, sound I, the fucking alarm. God, if we win this. This, uh, the hell? Um, what is it? If we win the, the Texan game, sorry, I got some random phone call. If we win this Texan game, the, that home game against the Panthers is just going to be absolutely nuts. Like the momentum we'll have Man. going into that and just how, how, how fired up people would be. I might try to go home for that, honestly, if it happens. And then we've got, and Man. then, I mean, we're getting so far ahead of ourselves but let's say we win the next two games then we've got that saturday night game in denver that's going to be really fun we haven't had a primetime game that wasn't like a terrible thursday game in god knows how long it's crazy and it's, it could matter that's like a that's like a wild card implicate like for real wild card implications yeah yeah denver has like a cakewalk to the wild card if they want it their schedule is ridiculously easy but I am more afraid on the defensive. I, you know what? Going just one more thing about the the this, this last Bengals game. I was like never scared of the Bengals even before the game started. No, there was nothing to me that I was like, watch out for the Bengals. They're gonna do this. Especially like, without AJ Green. <laughs> but either way, yeah. yeah, they're no, and like we can. I, mean, I think our defense is good. I still can't quite tell. I think by like advanced metrics, we're not good. But we, we. I'm excited to play Deshaun Watson. I like. I don't think he has a ton of weapons, and I feel like he's someone that Greg Daniels. Greg Daniels. Oh my God. Greg Williams. <laughs> uh, Greg Daniels created the office in King of the Hill. Um, nice. Good work. <laughs> I wish. Hey, bring him in for an interview. You know, better than Condoleezza Rice. Uh, <laughs> I mean. I'm not a. F- I think Greg Williams is like into being like, all right, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna stop Hopkins, and like make Deshaun Watson run around and beat us. Yeah, yeah. That, that seems just like a very Greg Williams like licking his chops at how he's gonna kind of eliminate some of the things that Hopkins and Watson do well together. I feel but like I'm more nervous about their their defense. Yeah, right. That's that's the part. Like, if we return to the whole collapsing tackles 
scheme that we had uh, under Hugh and, and Todd Haley. We're in, in some trouble. Let's, let's not do that, guys. Just, just stay, yeah. keep your feet planted. Reach your arms out, <laughs> close your eyes. That's how you do it. I'm really glad that everyone got your uh, your, uh, your, your, your uh, best line coaching. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, oh, man. I, and, and I imagine you're feeling the same way. I just like, can't wait till Sundays and I'm reading every single thing that comes out and it's it's really bad for for my focus at work, but I just oh, I can't help it. I'm, I have to fucking care about other football games now. Yeah, I know, I know. Oh, I'm trying oh, to like, figure out. Like, it's it's very confusing. It's like a beautiful mind right now trying to figure out who needs to win what and when for the Browns this, to have a good shot. Yeah, the simplest thing is like this becomes like an this becomes a much less hypothetical conversation if we figure out a way to win. And now also it's just weird to have a quarterback where I'm like. Well, shit, man. I feel like Baker's just going to figure out how to fucking win. Like, you know he's going to have some crazy-ass wins at some point this year where he does something awesome that helps us win a game, which you can never say about any quarterback since maybe, like, Derek Anderson by accident and, like, Jeff Garcia once. It's it's incredibly true. And even, okay, let's say our prediction, which is, I mean, a virtual lock right now, doesn't yep. come true and we don't make the playoffs even going into this offseason it's just gonna be so much different because like we don't need to debate whether we need to trade up for a quarterback or like what quarterback might fall to us and and like just that whole conversation's out the window now it's just kind of like what what's the next step that the team needs to take and and who can we bring in in free agency it's just it's man the hype this off it's gonna be a long offseason waiting for our opening game next year it's just gonna be whew. But I mean, so it's exciting. almost December. I don't think we've ever done a podcast in December. No. I feel like the last two seasons, we've just been so beaten down by this point. And, I mean, uh, again, I really feel like Hugh Jackson robbed us of more of this uh, at the beginning of this year. Really, Jimmy Haslam. Jimmy Haslam. Yeah, definitely. It all it all falls on Jimmy Haslam. I mean, I, I guess, like, if he's ever going to redeem himself, at least he f- hired John Dorsey and fired Hugh. It's way too little too late, but, like... If he just kind of takes his hands off now, we might still be able to salvage this being just like the worst franchise in history. If Dorsey hits on, let's half of the picks that he did this year. Yeah, that like, like we're we're, oh man, man, we're gonna win the fucking Super Bowl sometime, dude. It's gonna <laughs> fucking happen. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying. I fucking believe that shit. I like. I feel like it could. Like. If if we stay on this trajectory and avoid a horrible horrible injury, then I don't know why we can't be a contender. And Tom that's Brady's gonna to die say. one day. Well, that's I think about this a lot with a big old smile on my face. That like best case scenario for the Patriots, they have a couple more years, two maybe three more years of Tom Brady because he just apparently won't stop. Um, Roethlisberger is eventually done soon and then these teams are gonna have to experience what we've experienced for such a long time like oh i hope oh, we fucking teabag so the patriots without tom brady and just God, beat the yeah. shit out of the steelers yeah i mean we oh. we will like it's not easy to find a quarterback even if you like get a decent draft pick it's it's just fucking hard we've we've seen it <laughs> not so oh, easy man, you've seen it too much yeah the only thing uh, coming up in the afc is Mahomes, right? Yeah. What else? 
What um, else is happening? And Andrew Luck, I guess, and Watson. Yeah, I guess Andrew Luck is like back. He's been in the league for like eight years now. So, yeah, no, that's a good point. In the AFC, there's not much else that like really makes you get too excited. That's in, which is weird because I feel like we're in like a quarterback era right now. But no one in the AFC North, AFC East, and that's another thing. Like fuck the Patriots. They've never had another decent quarterback in their division ever. Where meanwhile yeah, we've had like n- nothing but franchise quarterbacks surrounding us. And like Hall of yeah, Fame coaches. Terrible. Although Flacco secretly sucks ass for like the last couple years. No, that's that's true. And it in Dalton. That's even the worst part about it is like as far as franchise quarterbacks go, those two are on the bottom of the totem pole. That's fair. That is fair. But they've just had the stability. I, I don't know. Yeah, they're they are pretty bad. But every year but this year, you would have created our starting quarterback for them. Yeah. yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, they they, <laughs> they always beat us. Um, mm, mm, Pete, I don't know. This might be end up being one of our more embarrassing podcasts if if we come back down to earth here. But I don't know. It's just it's so much Is fun it? to be how, like how, high like, on the Browns. How can we come back down to earth? Like neither of us, I feel like, will be devastated even if we lose like a close game to the Texans I guess if they wipe us like we wipe the Bengals that would be a bummer but I can't really this team just doesn't act like a team that's going to get its ass kicked like well, Jabril Peppers has just been angry this year and I now know. like like our, our our like defense has like attitude and I like know. a great like, like mix a of, of like characters swagger and yeah yeah right like not just like a bunch of guys kind of like blandly running around um, well, it kind of runs the gamut between you have, like, you know, fucking, well, Kirksey's out, but, like, Kirksey, Peppers, Randall, but then you've also got, like, sarcastic, like, quiet Miles Garrett and Schobert mm-hmm. and Ward, who's just, like, you know, probably in the top three for defensive uh, rookie of the year. Yeah, I would say so. It's just, we're just, uh, our team is fucking tight, man. We're at a similar junction to where we were after we won that Ravens game. We were like, oh my god, we're legit. The difference now, though, is that we don't have the worst coach in NFL history at the helm anymore. So maybe this time it'll be different. That we can actually like take that next game against a good team and show that we belong. I mean, why don't, like, why not, man? We could win this game. Also, Gates, we're going to have at least six five primetime game next year like i know oh my god all the time we're gonna be in primetime like we could play on thanksgiving oh that'd be fun we should like let's do it tell them we'll do it i'll tell them we'll do it and we should go to thanksgiving the thanksgiving game i would love to go to that game but everyone would be so upset at me but who cares they would understand yeah they'll be there too. He'll be there. We'll have a suite. The whole, the whole city will show up. Um, we uh, that that will be amazing. I kind of forgot that we could be like featured, and we don't have to keep watching like NFC East teams battle on Sunday night. Like all these terrible garbage teams that uh, keep I mean, getting the the prime time. I think Barstool Sports is a uh, trash organization full yes. of trash people. But they fucking are obsessed with Baker Mayfield. Oh, are they? He is like a big, he's just a big fucking national name, man. And the fact that he's going to win Rookie of the Year and, like, is just playing his balls off. And, like, 
we're going to make the playoffs. Right. Oh, no, we're going to make the fucking playoffs. We're going to make the playoffs. Fucking nine. Uh, what do they mean? Nine, six, and one? Nine, six, and happen. one. A lot of. That's, Julie, Julie what, what do you keep saying about the Browns? There it is. I bet my microphone picked that up. She just said they're going to go to the playoffs. She said it in the the least convincing way possible. But but everyone keeps saying, what, Julie, that they are probably going to... Make the playoffs. No, run the table. Oh, we rehearsed this. They're going to run the table. <laughs> Give her a break, man. We've got some work to do, I know. Poor girl. She just <laughs> took the dog out, and I was supposed to, but he's whining. I was worried he was going to pee. Ah, married life is difficult. You'll find out soon. Can't wait. Yeah. Can't wait. So this has been uh, this has been good. We deserve to be this excited about our team, even if we have a losing record right now. Hell yeah, we fucking deserve this. We're gonna pod like at least two more times during this fucking season. That's, That's crazy. Right. It's gonna be far and away a record. Yeah. For for pods, PPS pods pods per season through PPS the roof this year. Um, that's amazing. All right, Gates. Anything you want to plug? <laughs> uh, for the like fifth week in a row, no is the answer. Not Tight. continuous weeks, but um, Tight. what what do you got going on? Uh, let's see. I got I got a bunch of shows in December. If you're in LA, if you're in LA and you're listening to this and you're here in December, just like hit me up on Facebook or Instagram and you'll see a bunch of shows that I'm doing. Um, I'm opening for the Sklar Brothers around Christmas. I got some other shit going on. So just, you know, once again, if you were listening to this podcast, you probably have my number. Text me and uh, uh, I'll let you know what's going on. And your whole stand-up act is just trying to convince the audience how good Baker Mayfield is. No jokes. It's just no jokes. one long and I just, diatribe. And I just, like, shout it. Yeah, yeah. You I go table to table and make them tell you their favorite thing about Baker Mayfield's throwing motion. Yep. And footwork. It's really good. An option. It's good. Good. Good show. Well worth the price of admission, which is ninety dollars a ticket. Yep, every single time. Ninety dollars a ticket per minute. <laughs> well, great minimum. <laughs> All right. Well, Gates. Uh, obviously, we're gonna beat the Texans. So, uh, look forward to talking to you next week after that happens. Victory week next week. Line it up. Everyone clear your schedules. All right. Go Browns. Go Browns. It's July, so I got hope. Haven't seen us lose yet, oh, could not suck, you never know, oh, loyalty strong won't ever fold, I can't switch teams now, I'm too old, we could be good, you never know, hey, it's July up in Cleveland, I'm feeling like believing, we're looking at